Hi guys, this is Tebow, and welcome to the latest episode of my Tebow Music Weekly Podcast. Today, January 28th, 2020. Welcome to all you new listeners as well. Great to have you on board. I hope you enjoy the show. So if you've tuned into my previous podcasts, you know that I've been talking about this whole creative process, no matter what form that creativity manifests itself as. We're not just talking about music here. This can apply to any artistic outlet. But for argument's sake, I will admit that many of my examples are based in music because it's what I know. But you can certainly apply this to anything that you like. So in the first two episodes of this series, we discussed that all-important concept of a musical reset, a moment in time to get grounded creatively, and then we followed up with this idea of falling in love with the whole songwriting process, so important, and actually doing the work necessary to get those songs or those paintings or those sculptures or whatever you are creating to do whatever it takes to make them the best possible versions that they can possibly be. Now, that has a lot to do with understanding your message, knowing what it is that you want to stand for, whether that's a big, serious message or even a very lighthearted one. Finding your voice, so important. So that brings us to this episode and the idea of now capitalizing on making the most of what you have today and getting the maximum, absolute maximum, out of all the tools at your disposal, i.e., your creative toolbox. So first, let's dream big for a minute. I love dreaming big. I spent way too much time dreaming big, but let's talk about that for a sec. And this is easy to do because if you're an artist, you've already gone there. You know, imagine for a moment the first thing that you would buy, okay, only for your creative outlet, mind you. Forget about debts, forget about credit cards, mortgage and all that. If you could have one thing right now, that you could use forever in your creative daily routine and money is no object, what would it be? Think about that. So if you're a guitarist, you're thinking now, oh yeah, I'll take Hendrix's uh, 68 Strat. Or if you're a drummer, you've immediately assumed that means the entire kit. <laughs> so one thing you're doing now is you're tricking it out in your mind. DW this, Sabian Ride, Fancy Gong. Uh, with me, I'd probably take a Ken Smith bass. I love Ken Smith basses. Or maybe an Ovation LX, the custom legend, with that uh, that contour, the deep contour. I'd have, to, I'd have to do the stringed instrument because microphones, you need a thousand of those. You can't have just one. And then there's all the gold-plated cables, and that just never stops. So for me, I think it would probably be a bass or a guitar. Anyway, so now that we've had some fun in Dreamland, let's come back down but we're not landing hard here, okay? We're just, we're going to be real for a second. So what if you had to give up all of your artistic gear? All right, going completely the opposite direction here for a second. What if you have to give it all up? And I mean everything. But you could keep just one thing. Now, what would that be? Now, whatever thing just popped into your mind, that is the crown jewel of your creative toolbox. It is the most important element to your artistic process, and it should be put on display to remind yourself every freaking day that this is who you are. And all of your art starts right there with that one important element. So whether that's a particular guitar, a drum kit, a keyboard, a harmonica, a paintbrush, a clay turnstone, 
whatever you just chose, that is literally all you'll ever need. It's your your desert desert island item, right? They call. Without it, you might be able to get by. But with it, the fun really starts. So next is the important part, because here is where lots of, I mean, so many creative people fool themselves. The unfortunate thing that happens to so many creative people is this absolutely ridiculous notion that in order to make it or in order to really be able to do their craft, there is this one thing that they need, just some additional puzzle piece maybe a different instrument or some recording gear or better art supplies or something, just always one more thing. And I'm going to be perfectly honest with you right now. That is fear of success in its most basic, pure and simple form, period. So instead of going in a rant, let me just tell you a little story instead to help put this in perspective, because for many years while I was playing in cover bands and things were really busy, like I was playing clubs four or five nights a week. And that's because I had managed to secure these awesome weeknight gigs. I remember it like it's yesterday on a regular basis for years. We hosted open mics at various clubs. So those days were such a blast because once you're established and you're, you're doing this every single week, people start to feel safe And then everybody comes out of the woodwork. I mean, everybody, you know, you always get tons of singer songwriters to play a little guitar and they're very shy, but there's a lot of talent there and they just haven't had the experience of playing live in front of people before. But these jam nights, that's what we're doing. I mean, they were so eclectic. You had all kinds of crazy stuff going on. We had harmonica players, trumpet players, slide guitar, some rappers, entire bands coming in because they're trying to score their own gig, which I loved. That's fine. That's totally fine. Since the whole, my whole band got to take a break. Then you got these fiddle players with tons of percussionists, guys in wheelchairs, blind musicians, you know, the whole bit stuff that make you cry uh, tears of joy. I mean, uh, everything, the whole gamut A to Z. So now let me focus on those new musicians for a minute here. So I could always tell just by the look on their face if this was their first time playing live. You can tell when someone is scared just by their body language, their mannerisms, and you can almost smell it. And my job as the host and front man of these open mic nights was to make those aspiring artists feel as comfortable as possible because I knew that if I can get that person on stage and people are going to stand up and clap for them, one... I've got a new regular for jam nights, so good for business, selfishly, but also because I know it takes guts to get on stage the first time, and it is so easy to lose our nerve at that critical moment. So that was my job. I took it as a personal mission for many years to make sure that every single scared musician that walked into my bar was going to make it on stage by the end of the night, no matter what. That was it. Now, I know this mindset. I was a very shy musician when I first started, too. And these scared artists that would come to my jam nights, they'd often take me aside after the show and we'd get, you know, past all of the thank yous and such, and then really get to talking about their music. So one of the topics that would come up a lot during those kinds of conversations was just the real fear of having people 
hear what you really sound like. And I get it because when I was just starting out, I had the exact same fear. And just because that was such a long time ago, it doesn't make it any less real. So I would witness this time and time again. And that is when it occurred to me, this guy or this girl has overcome so much fear just to come to the bar in the first place. What about all the others that they didn't even get out the door? They didn't even get to the living room. Well, I happen to know that a lot of the times what keeps them from getting out the door in the first place is some kind of excuse like, oh, this guitar of mine is too cheap. Or I don't have the right strings. Or my voice is a bit scratchy tonight. And that right there is exactly what I'm talking about. When we're scared of the performance, we make up some BS excuse. And it's so sad that somehow we maybe just needed a tiny bit more encouragement just to be able to take the next step. So I'm here to tell you something very clearly so that you can't say nobody ever told me. You don't need anything else. That one essential thing that you would keep if you were stranded on a desert island, that's all you're ever going to need. Take it from me. I know what I'm talking about. I know for a fact that all of the miscellaneous stuff that musicians in particular need in order to be able to record and all of that, it's basically available for free. So there's absolutely no excuse there. Software you can download for nothing. And if you you know even one working musician, then you already have access to a whole bunch of miscellaneous gear that you can literally borrow, you know, from time to time. If you're a painter, you do watercolor or maybe you do charcoal. Fact of the matter is the material will never be what limits you. The art always comes from deep inside and you could literally use anything to create your art. Do you want to be a fancy gourmet chef? Trust me, you don't need expensive ingredients to make a recipe sing. You can see where I'm going with this. Overcoming the fear is all that matters because doing so allows every creative person to take their first steps at being an artist in front of someone else, anyone. And once that happens, the sky is the limit. Believe me. All right, so enough about you. Let's talk about me. So as I mentioned last week, ever since the infamous copyright strike day a couple weeks back, if you're listening to this saying, what the heck's he talking about, Tebow? Get off the sauce, man. No, seriously, a couple weeks ago, something very cool happened. And basically, I am now on a brand new exciting path that will see me recording full tracks of my originals, including drums, electric guitar, loud stuff. Oh, man, so much fun. And it's all thanks to BMI and YouTube. Um, Anyway, check out last week's episode of the podcast if you'd like to get all of the gory details. It's all in there. But let's just say that moving forward, there are some big changes coming to my YouTube channel. Every week, you can expect five five new videos focusing on behind-the-scenes recording of this now very way-ahead-of-schedule Originals Rock album. So last week I was alluding to the fact that two videos each week might not be sufficient. And yeah, upon further reflection, that was 100% accurate. So, you know, doing covers is one thing, but doing originals, especially for um, a multi-instrumentalist like myself, it means 
tracking so much more material in order to reach, you know, this kind of plateau production wise. And even though I'm, I'm getting better at knowing when to switch the camera on between takes and all this kind of stuff, it's just not feasible to cram them, you know, all the different layers into one or two short weekly videos. So, I mean, just for my own sanity in an effort to be more laid back, you know, with all of this new approach, you have to avoid it all being super rushed and compressed. So I'm doing a more focused format that gives me a chance to speak about each element as it gets recorded. Okay, so here's the schedule, the way it's going to work. Everything starts on Wednesday with the drum sessions, behind the scenes, drums. Okay, so it's just me laying down the backbone, that essential rhythm to set the stage for all the other tracks uh, of the song on my radar that week or the songs on my radar. And then Thursday, the next day, is all about the bass. No treble. Uh, And it's essentially part two of this weekly tracking progress. First the drums and the bass. So Friday is loud and proud with a making of guitars, video, electric, acoustic, whatever the song needs, complete with bloopers. I'm sure there'll be tons of those. And then Saturday is vocal day with a video on how I approach harmony, arrangements, etc., 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 including the reasons why. Then Sunday, Sacred Sunday, is mixing day. I'll get a bit more technical on Sundays and go somewhat in-depth about the tools that I use. I mean, there's lots of plugins, everything having to do with the tracking process in the digital audio workspace. So some tips and tricks on that as well, uh, as I relearn how to do it myself. And of course, a snip of the weekly roundup, right, to reveal whatever product comes out as a result of that one week's worth of hard work. So that's not to say I expect to do one new song each week, because inevitably some parts may go back to the drawing board. And I can tell you that as the recording of this episode, I know (laughs) there's some stuff that's going to be redone uh, and revisited in following episodes for that particular instrument or that track. But many parts will remain. I mean, you got to put your, you know, your foot down at one point. And as the portfolio evolves and this rock album takes shape, I will be bringing you guys along every step of the way. And you'll see for yourself what my process is like from start to finish, resulting, of course, in a collection of songs and an entire album that both you and I are going to know from the ground up. All right, that's it. It's time for me to wrap this up. And again, thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Be sure to check in every single week for a brand new episode of this Tebow Music Weekly Podcast. And remember, your creativity matters. So don't lock it up. Get it out there and let the world hear you. Wear your passion every place you go. I'm Tebow. I'll catch you in the next episode.